0: book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Oh, it's a big day in the Inside Illini basketball podcast booth. That's because boys basketball... Tips off today in the state of Illinois. I mean, Scott Ritchie, Arb, Illini beat writer, has his eyes on one team.
1: I mean, it has to be St. Rita. Well, with Marez Johnson, already committed three years out. Then three other of his teammates with Illinois offers. It, they're the team to watch.
0: All right, Ritchie will unveil his favorite boys' teams in the state. He'll talk recruiting with Brad Underwood, and he'll look ahead to Two games at home this week that both should be very winnable in this week's podcast. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400.
1: Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini Sports Enthusiast Bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini Basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and & Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar & Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's.
0: Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. And it is a good Monday morning because Scott Ritchie is back in town after a haggard, a haggard Ritchie is back in town after a crazy weekend of travel to Minneapolis for football.
1: Something of a crazy football game.
0: Just a weird old-school football game, if you will.
1: Yeah, if you like defense, it was the game for you. But, I mean, the real big news of the week is the college basketball season like we've talked about it being here, like mm-hmm. being back? But it is—it is actually it's happening actually. this week, Tuesday, first day.
0: I love. No offense to Illinois against
1: Jackson State,
0: Jackson State. But I, I kind of appreciate. it. I know it's the same four teams every year, but that tip-off with Michigan State and Duke and Kansas and Kentucky.
1: Yeah, Champions Classic. I love I, it. I mean, I, again, I'm not going to be able to watch any of the games <laughs> live because <laughs> I'll be covering one. Um but that's that's okay. I mean, it's just it's college basketball time. That's, that's what everyone should be excited
0: about. I'm Jim Rosso. This is Inside the Line Basketball, episode 175. Congratulations. Scott Ritchie's going to get a pepperoni pizza out of this from the Casey's in Eureka. Your next time you're at home, I've been told they'll, they'll have it ready for you, piping hot.
1: I think you can like order that on the app, so can I'll, you? I'll, I'll let you know when I'm back in
0: Eureka. I actually have a Casey's app <laughs> to do just that here in Urbana, Illinois. Anyway, congratulations, Scott Rich. You were working on his tail off. I hope you give him a follow on the Twitter. I hope you buy the News Gazette. I hope you read him on Atlanta HQ every morning, 6 a.m. It's wonderful stuff. Scott needs a pick-me-up right now because it's that time of year where so many different things are happening. Heck,
1: you were at volleyball last week. Yeah, I went, well, multiple kinds of volleyball. St. Thomas Moore, volleyball in a sectional, mm-hmm. championship on a Wednesday, Illinois volleyball on a Thursday. Um, I guess I didn't have anything on Friday, just to travel to Minnesota. Just travel that's all. And then Saturday football game, travel back. Monday, you know, is the mm. day before the games. We'll have opportunity to talk with Brad Underwood and some Illinois basketball players. Game on Tuesday, national signing day. Well, the early signing period at least for basketball starts on Wednesday. More pregame activities, the usual on Thursday. More basketball on Friday. It's. It's going to be a packed week. We've ordered a massage
0: for you, one of those legal ones. All right. That will take place sometime later this week. Uh, I don't know if that will
1: help. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't, I have never, I've never, you know, done the, the massage thing before. <laughs> I'm not sure I like random people touching me, but thanks, I guess. I'll, I, if you want to make it like a case of Bush Light, then we can talk.
0: Well, we'll do that. You know, I probably owe you a few cans over the years. <laughs> maybe 100 <laughs> cans over the years just trying to build it up to it so i can just buy one keg go from there all right basketball season as scott says is uh, upon us there's a special 10-page section in your print edition of tuesday's news Gazette. pick that up if you want to scott's going to deep dive into every player on the roster right
1: yeah all 15 of them um so that's 14 scholarship players and connor servant who has the the role as the lone walk-on, which is a rarity. I think you know Illinois has had multiple walk-ons every year since I've covered the team, but just him this season.
0: All right, you talked uh, it's a signing day on Wednesday. What news is going to come out of that for um, those Illinois types that are interested?
1: Well, Sincere Harris is set to sign. Um, Jaden Epps, I believe, will as well. At least I haven't seen that he won't. But of course, I mean they they have an entire week. It's it's one week of the early signing period, so they don't have to sign on Wednesday. Typically, that does the fact that they a press conference with Brad Underwood has already been scheduled. makes me assume they'll have both in the fold. Um, and then really the only other news for Illinois in the class of 2022 that they're sort of just waiting for is Ty Rogers and, you know, the four star wing originally from Michigan now playing at Thornton. So a uh, new candidate for news Gazette L all state player of the year, especially since JJ Taylor left the state. Um, he's down to Illinois, Michigan state, Alabama, and Memphis. Um, Seems like like Illinois and Michigan State are like the two leading attenders there. Alabama's they had they had three guys commit last week, so they're probably pretty pretty much done in the class of twenty twenty two would be my guess. Memphis, you know, Penny Hardaway makes them a threat just the way he's recruited last two years, but Illinois, Michigan State seem to have the the top spots and you know, Ty Rogers is a fit for for both. Just, you know, the way he plays, you know, it's a pretty physical, 6'7", 195-pound guard, slash forward. I mean, he can play multiple positions. Um, kind of a gritty dude, and I mean, that's what Brad Underwood and Tom Izzo prefer. So it be interesting to see where that goes. He's visited East Lansing more recently than Champaign, for whatever that's worth. But he also moved from Michigan to Illinois to finish his high school career. Yeah, so. why did he move again? Well, he played with Mean Streets on the U I B L circuit, and Mean Streets obviously coach by and run by Ty Streets who is the coach at Thornton so he transferred to Thornton to play for for Ty Streets again all right Ty maybe he wanted to be news because that also player of the year
0: maybe he wanted to play at uh, State Farm Center for the uh, state finals uh, which uh let's hope happens this year after, <laughs> yeah. a, little, after a little delay we uh, tend to forget that football finals are in Decal, but doggone it in March they're gonna be playing some ball at State Farm Center
1: it's exciting, yeah, it is. and it makes my life easier because I imagine there will be some guys that have Illinois offers that'll be on teams that make it down here, especially Saint Rita, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't have to go very far to talk to them. Excellent, excellent. From the Savoy office,
0: uh, this week, as Scott Ritchie says, we'll have two basketball games: Tuesday night and Friday night. Should be both runaways. Uh, it's apparent that it. We know Kofi's not playing but they might be shorthanded other ways. Are you still worried at all uh,
1: about either outcome? Not really, although, I mean, both Jackson State and Arkansas State have some interesting players, but I know, you know DeMonte Williams missed the final exhibition game, but like, he went through a full workout before the game, so I think that was just a more precautionary. You know, Austin Hutcherson also missed miss the exhibition game. Um, in terms of his ability to stay healthy, it's been not great, so we'll see what happens with him. Fraser Frazier got hurt in the exhibition game. We can update you know, about his status today, um, but still, I mean, if it's just not Kofi, if that's the only one missing, even if it's maybe one other guy, like Illinois should should win both these these first two games this week. I I do have some. There's some intriguing guys though on both teams. Uh, Javius McKinnis, Jackson State, Norshad O'Meara. For Arkansas State, two of like the best rebounders in the country last year, both averaged a double double. Both, I mean, not tall; they're six seven, but it's interesting. And Arkansas State's got you know a couple guards returning. Got Desi Sills to transfer from Arkansas, so they got some some interesting prospects. Jackson State had the number one effective field goal percentage defense in the country last year. What? going to throw some stats. <laughs> effective field goal percentage, which was, like, <laughs> now I'm worried. That's like the simplest of these, you know, the data that I could even offer. But it just it takes into account that, you know, two point field goals and three point field goals are different. And it's the higher your number is offensively, the better you are. The lower it is defensively, the better you are. And Jackson State was the best in the country. Part of that's a, probably due to a somewhat limited schedule they played, but still intriguing. Again, should
0: win both. This part of the bo- pro- podcast brought to you by Dorks Are Us. That's fine. <laughs> don't take that y- personally, Scott Ritchie. You need to I ju- again. Need I like to get with the time. I like I like scoring averages, rebounding averages, and assists average. All right. <laughs> Back to the uh, home runs, RBI's, yeah. and
1: average. Yeah.
0: I don't get it, but apparently you th- you're telling me I should be worried this week.
1: Not worried, but just understand that like it's not going to be a like a cakewalk per se. This is not St. Francis, and it, these are not NAIA schools coming to town. So you know, Illinois will have to play good basketball still. They can't just sleepwalk through you know, these first two games.
0: We're pulling for Scott Reggie because you know what? He's on a three-game prediction losing streak, a streak unheard of in News Gazette times.
1: I mean, yeah, that's with football, and can you honestly say that I was wrong for picking Illinois to lose to Penn State and Minnesota and to beat Rutgers.
0: I'm just—I checked my data, my analytics, and it said you're on a three-game losing streak.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure that counts as analytics. Was so just a fifty-fifty proposition either way. Um, but I can get back on track with basketball. Okay, you promise? Let, I mean, I'm going to pick Illinois to win both games. So if they don't, there's bigger problems than me. Not picking the game correctly.
0: All right, it gets a little trickier next week with the start of Marquette and a few games that might uh, actually come down to the wire. We'll we'll put Richie on the spot then, but uh, we are all pulling for you, Scott, in your yes. slumping ways. Thoughts
1: and prayers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Brad Underwood uh, has a show Monday night at Papa Dell, Is that right, producer Ed Bond? Yep. He, uh, uh, if you want to go watch him and eat pizza, do that. Then he'll take a little break,
1: but. Um, What's his mood like these days, Scotty? Is he happy? Well, it's an interesting question because he's talked about this before that he, even when it's like sort of looking back at the last two years that have been successful for Illinois, that it's difficult for him to see things as like glass half full, like he just. I guess mostly just because I think he feels like the. The program could be doing more like he's just maybe not it's not where he wants it yet so but there's reason to be enthusiastic you know about you know this season you know just with the, the team he has and you know where the program is after an admittedly rough start his first two years um and then i mean the last exhibition game played out exactly how he wanted i mean they they won which was fine but they didn't play their best basketball and Brad Underwood was thrilled because I imagine he's showed them that game film against Indiana University of Pennsylvania multiple times over the last week plus. which is like, these are the things that you did wrong. If you do them again against, you know, competition level that picks up starting Tuesday, like doesn't matter that the, everyone says you're a great team, you're going to lose some games. So I think, uh, He's got the mix of what he wants. Cause I think there's confidence in that locker room about what this team can do. But they also got dealt, you know, punch to the mouth in that final exhibition game that they're going to have to figure some stuff out.
0: All right, uh, Anthony Zos our videographer, will be on hand uh, Tuesday and Friday to document those first two home games. They should be interesting. To, you got an inkling of who might be starting Scott Ritchie that, on Tuesday night?
1: Well, I mean, things are a little complicated by the fact that, Kofi Coburn won't play because mm-hmm. he's suspended the first three games, and at least as of right now on a Monday late morning, don't know for sure like wh- what Trent Frazier's status will be after injuring. You know, looked like his shoulder in the final exhibition, or what you know Demonte Williams, where he's at. You know he had a, a back issue that kept him out, but Andre Carbello be a guy that starts would imagine jacob grandison um with kofi out i would have, i would see coleman hawkins starting at the five and and then it's it's Fraser and williams as long as they're good to go
0: all right scott ritchie's our ap top 25 voter has not done a a ballot since the preseason that changes finally at the end of this week
1: yeah well i mean they're Games will have been played, and so there'll be reason to vote again.
0: All right, so you have Illinois. Well, you don't, but AP does at number 11, right? Yeah,
1: I have them at five.
0: You have them at five. Does uh, this change when some of these top-tier teams play each other
1: right off the bat?
0: Is there a chance Illinois can move up by beating two kind of nondescript opponents?
1: It's going to be tough. And I voted in the college football poll for the first time this year as well, and those voters are much more reactionary where like one loss is like see ya. Like mm-hmm. basketball wise, especially like if you look at let's just say the Champions Classic. Like those games shouldn't have a huge impact on position in the poll. It's one game, it's against I mean, Michigan State's not ranked, but they're close. But against good teams is like have a little common sense, but I mean I don't know. If Illinois wins both games, like I'm not gonna move them up any, because it's sort of the expect expectation that they be Jackson State and Arkansas State. May, I mean maybe if there's some upsets other upsets in college basketball, I know. Um big game, I think on Tuesday, um sort of upset potential. Alabama's playing Louisiana Tech. And Louisiana Tech has one of the more intriguing players in college basketball and Kenneth Lofton Junior is a sophomore. Um Six seven like 275, played just really well for the, the U19 team in the FIBA World Cup. I think that's a game Alabama early in the year, like they're not careful they could lose. So that would help Illinois because uh, I think Alabama is ahead of them, and at least in some people's ballots.
0: You're seeing the dark side. You're hearing the dark side of Scott Ritchie right now. He knows everything about everybody, and he has to because he he puts his heart and soul into this. Covering college basketball, you know about Louisiana Tech. That scares me.
1: Kenneth Lofton Jr. is like legit.
0: I'm telling you, it just scares me.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what happens when when I'm asked to rank the top 100 players and the top 100 teams (laughs) and the top 100 games before the season.
0: Ed Bond has no idea where Louisiana Tech is.
1: It's in Ruston, Louisiana.
0: Right. I'm not sure. I'm just telling you. And Ed is kind of my template as the normal dude. Like the average fan.
1: So you're saying I'm abnormal.
0: There's a dark side. I'm yeah.
1: I mean, we could just go through like the nicknames for all 358 no, let's Division One basketball teams because I think I know them <laughs> pretty close.
0: How about the Valparaiso team? Yeah, Trick they're, question. They're terrible new Trick nickname. question. The
1: Beacons. Yes. Way to go Scott
0: Ritchie. Love it. It's <laughs> so bad. All right. Who's the, hey, speaking of voting, I know you, you like get a lot of people angry on your bad side, when you don't pick their team in the right spots? No, lots of people, the, Give me some examples of mean fans. Who's the mean fan base out there that says, Richie, you're screwing us with this ranking?
1: Um, Well, basketball-wise, it was a few years ago, I didn't have Purdue in my preseason ballot, and the Boilermakers fans were less than thrilled. And then I think it turned out that I was right and they were wrong.
0: Take so, that, Purdue Pete. Yeah.
1: Now, Purdue's really good this year, and I ranked them accordingly. Um, football-wise, this year... I had some pit fans that um I guess threatened bodily harm to me on Twitter because I had the the gall to rank them like 22nd when they were I think maybe 17th in the the actual poll. So I just I fired back with I mean obviously the 19 other people that had them 20, 21 I guess had them twenty three. Then they had their nineteen other voters had them twenty, twenty one, or twenty two. It was like, they're fine, but I'm I'm the bad guy here. Then they lost the next week and I, without, I chose some restraint, but I was very tempted to find those same people on Twitter and just tweet them scoreboard. That'd uh, be unprofessional, Scott Ritchie. And I'm glad you didn't do that. Yeah. Really wanted to though. Alright, I know. I like had the tweets like ready to send and I was like, Well, maybe I shouldn't Because... These people are, might be crazy, and I don't need to. two
0: words, Dan Marino. Two more, Tony Dorsett. Okay. Keep those in mind.
1: I mean, I'm fairly certain that they played at Pitt in, like, what, the early 80s? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, Dan Marino's great. I don't think he should probably be out there anymore. Also, no eligibility left, but.
0: All right, uh, Big Ten teams get going all this week. Anything uh, surprise you in the last week? I know some exhibitions were played and uh,
1: things like that. Um, I guess really the one thing that stood out, and only for the fact that he's the reigning news because that'll say player of the year, but like Max Christie might be like a huge piece for Michigan State mm. this year. I mean, he's going to start. I mean, I think that was a, a given kind of stuff I read over the summer, but. He's played well, and like Tom Izzo keeps saying really nice things about him, and that's not always the case with Tom Izzo. Of course, I'm sure there will be a game where like he pulls Max Christie off the court by his arm and yells at him, and then everyone gets upset because how dare he? And then the Michigan State players be like, "It's fine. Like this is what we signed up for, and then it'll go away." But he could be really good, and. Like Caleb Houston, who's the five-star freshman at Michigan, has kind of always been considered the most likely lottery pick next year out of the Big Ten. Um, Max Christie could be a one-and-done type of dude. Hmm. All right, good pick, uh, News Gazette Player of the Year. Yeah, and also just put this out there: when the, the media, when we had our our vote for Big Ten preseason poll and you know all Big Ten. Then player freshman, coach of the year, what have you? I voted Max Christie Big Ten freshman of the year, so I'm hoping that one works out a little better than when I voted Adam Miller last year. Didn't have a bad season, just wasn't the best. All right, Adam Miller had a knee injury. Yeah, missed the season, which is, I mean, that's super unfortunate, but mm-hmm. so he'll watch as LSU does whatever they're doing down there. Will Wade making some, I guess. I guess he can make legal strong offers now.
0: All right, be interesting uh, first week of basketball. I know your eyes will go to UCLA and Gonzaga. Like everyone's eyes. I'm, I'm, I'm a.
1: Of course, that's not this week though.
0: I know, but it, it's coming up, and I bring that up because I, I'm already studying my mock drafts for next year, trying to find out where Kofi's going to find and Curbelo. Okay, and they got the skinny guy from Gonzaga number one already.
1: I mean, some do. Others uh, have Paolo Banchero. The freshman at Duke. Saw him at number two. Yeah. Some some have him at number one. I Chet Holmgren is the maybe one of the most unique players in college basketball right now. Because he's a guy that can block your shot at one end and then run the fast break and pull up from three in transition. And there's not a lot of those guys that are seven foot tall.
0: Really curious to see how his game translates to the college level, much less NBA level.
1: Yeah. He is super skinny mm-hmm. still. So, All
0: right. I know Richie's a big fan. I think he's good. All right, we'll see, won't we?
1: Yeah. We will. I'm but congrats. I'm pretty sure I had Paolo Banchero ranked higher in my top 100 players. Did he's you? just physically he's more I think ready and he's also really good.
0: All right. Uh there's an Illinois fan base dying for this season to get started. Uh football's kind of rescued it just a tad here lately. Uh, can do uh, even more by maybe upsetting Iowa.
1: I mean, it's on the road, so I guess it's yeah. certainly possible.
0: And you got Northwestern at home, so there is still a little interest in football. But it, but it's clear that scene at State Farm Center is going to be electric. You would think, even with the opponent.
1: Well, I mean, considering the last exhibition or well, even the first exhibition game against an NAIA opponent drew like thirteen thousand, the second one against a D two opponent was listed as a sellout. There were a few empty seats towards the top of the arena um but yeah like all my basketball fans are all in on this team just because the expectations are for a good season and they didn't get the chance for the most part to see them play last year um, all right
0: you're still supposed to wear a mask is that correct uh, while watching
1: yep if you're inside Not at home while watching i mean outside. i guess you can if you want to at home it's your prerogative um, but if you're at state farm center i have to be masked up inside the arena as do I so just do it Let's let's have a basketball season. But yeah, it's uh, the football team could you know, mathematically still make a bowl game. Okay. But you know, Champagne, Urbana, it's a they're basketball towns.
0: All right, what else do you else you got on the basketball beat here? Well, I mean, the big news
1: out. at the end of last week, you see on Friday, as I was on my way to Minneapolis, was commitment from Morez Johnson, class of twenty twenty four. Forward out of Saint Rita, so um, notable for many reasons. One, he's an in-state player and the second-best player in his class in the state, trailing only his teammate James Brown, who also has an Illinois offer, who's also visited Champaign. Um, and the fact that he's a high school sophomore and he's committed, and uh, you know, in his when his commitment tweet is like people say that you know he's too young, and but he said he was ready, so. I believe him. And it's just kind of crazy to think, like, when he gets on campus at Illinois for the 2024-2025 season, the likely seniors on that Illini team will be Luke Goodyear, R.J. Melendez, and Brandon Pajemski, who are starting their Illinois careers tomorrow, um, officially. So that's kind of wild. It's a
0: a long wait. Yeah, it is. And am I wrong to be skeptical that it will actually play out.
1: I mean, I can see where a lot of people have maybe thought that, where, you yeah. know, that's a long time to be committed. But until something happens otherwise, I mean, I guess all you can do is just, you know, take Mraz Johnson at his word. And, you know, commitment, they change, obviously. I mean, decommitments happen. But, for now, he's committed, and that's, that's, that's the way I'll treat it. And then if he doesn't come, then he doesn't come. Hey, hooking up with St. Rita, not a bad thing. Um, you
0: know, we keep hearing how uh, Brett Bielema is stressing the in-state stuff. Can't hurt Brad Underwood.
1: No, and, I mean, St. Rita's got a really interesting team, a young team. They mostly played freshmen last year with Marez Johnson, James Brown, and then Jaden Rayna, who's their point guard. Um he'll Jane Raina also has an Illinois offer. And then they've got a freshman coming in. Um, Melvin bell, who also has an Illinois offer. It's one of four 2025 recruits from the state with an Illini offer. Uh, the others being Bryce heard from Kenwood, uh, Antonio Munoz from Whitney young. And then Jeremiah fears from joy. West who's the younger brother, of Jeremy fears. Um, yeah, Saint Rita could be a really interesting team, but the thing with you know recruiting in-state players for Illinois is like sometimes they don't stay in-state. In mean, class of twenty twenty-three, the f- the players who would be the four best players in the state of Illinois aren't playing in the state of Illinois anymore. JJ Taylor's at Donda Academy in California, which is still a weird thing because it's Kanye West back school. Um Matt Despezulis left last year to go to Brewster Academy in New Hampshire. Yeah. Kylan Boswell, Champagne Urbana, his own, left before high school even started. Now he's at Compass Prep in Arizona. Jeremy Fierce Jr. at La Lumiere. Like, Illinois is in the thick of it in the recruitments for all those guys. And I guess in a way it can sell coming back home to them. Yeah, yeah since they've... All left the state at this point but yeah Brett Underwood he's never gonna get every top player out of Illinois it's just I mean so many of them are centered in Chicago and everyone recruits Chicago but like landing Marez Johnson's especially three years out like that's a statement and it's like okay this guy who's good who's got a rep already even as a sophomore picked us like you should do the same
0: All right, boys, basketball in the state gets going today. How about that? On that note, give me four teams that, Scott, you think would be really cool to see play in the state finals down here for Illinois basketball fans. I'm I'm guessing St. Reed is one of them. St. Reed is one of them just right. for
1: sheer number right. <laughs> of prospects. And, you know, Morris Johnson now committed? Uh, Kenwood still. I mean, J.J. Taylor left, but... Darren Ames, their point guard's got an Illinois offer, it's really good. I think, you know, potential top fifty level prospect on the twenty twenty three class. Um uh, Davis Louries on that team as well. Bryce Heard, you know, the freshman. Uh so them. I think they'll be really good. Um locally, maybe a a run in class two A for Saint Joe Ogden. Ty Pence has mm-hmm. got an offer. All right. Draw a lot of people to State Farm Center. I would imagine. I assume the entire towns of Saint Joseph and Ogden and Royal and wherever else. Um, leaves me one more. Maybe Juliet West. Yeah, I mean, Thornton. If, if both fears were there, like right. they'd be all right. Legit. Um, just because I'm intrigued by him. Uh, maybe Lamont. I don't know if they're good enough as a team, but have got a sophomore in uh, Nodris Andrusitis, who um, visited on the same day a month ago with you know, the St. Rita kids because he also plays for Mean Streets. But kind of an intriguing 6'4", 6'5", guard um, that's just scratching the surface, I think.
0: All right. Uh, again, uh, season opener Tuesday night. Follow along at uh, newsgazette.com. Uh, Scott Ritchie will be courtside before, during, after, into the wee hours. Uh, on the eve of that, uh, we'll uh, we'll let you go with your top three on your weekly poll of players, and here's the criteria. They have to be eligible. Who's your top three going into Tuesday? So no Kofi then. Way to figure that out.
1: Well, you know, I just got to mentally take him off the list. I mean, number one, it's Andre Carbello and... An Andre Carballo that maybe doesn't have 10 turnovers. That'd be the ideal for Illinois, I would imagine. Because um, everything else he does is really good. Uh, number two, a healthy Trent Frazier. Because they need him at bare minimum on the defensive end. Like he sets the tone, and he wasn't really out there to do that against the IUP, and it showed. And then number three uh, is Coleman Hawkins because he's going to have to play a right. a much bigger role. So we'll see if, you know, by next Monday, if those three are indeed the, the best. But I think the most important right now are certainly Corbella, Frazier, Hawkins.
0: All right, can't wait to get this going. Can't wait to read what Richie brings. Can't wait to listen to him. Uh, he'll even probably do some Snapchatting for us. Uh, court side. And you know who's doing the, like the anthem for the opener? Any big damn big act? I don't. No. Okay, work on that. Uh, make it part of your preview graphic, and let's try to get the prediction right. All right,
1: that's all. I'm. It's not a big ask, <laughs> Scott Ritchie. I think what I'm going to try to do is <laughs> go over for 31 because that'll be just as difficult as picking wow. a 31 or no season. <laughs> wow.
0: Hey, Scott Ritchie, we love it. Keep. Uh, doing what you do and we'll uh, hear from you uh, next Monday.